What color is Zinc Garland's jacket? Uh, probably like... I don't know what uh, what colors do you think a cool Subutin, a cool jacket of a Subutin racer would be uh, a gadget? Uh, I'm imagining a hundred percent speed racer, so red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, things cooler than speed racer. Let's let's scratch that. How about it's like a red leather jacket or something? I don't know. Yeah, like red like with very... white accents. Yes. Like Michael Jackson. Yes. <laughs> a little Michael Jackson, yeah. With the one glove. <laughs> the one rot lobster driving. Now you glove. did say people usually only see the back of the jacket, but lobsters swim backwards. Holy crap. Do they really? Then that whole quote about keep the pincers in the front and the tail and behind doesn't make it. I guess it does, but still, it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, the Wait. lobsters aren't swimming, they're scuttling when oh, they're racing. that's true. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm glad we're able to work this inconsistency in our lobster lore out. <laughs> when we talk about giant lobsters racing on sand, it has to be realistic, Connor. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to get people writing and being like, that's not even how lobsters do it. You just totally blown the whole image for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we can we can zoom out into downtime here. And um, it's also kind of free play because I know that, you know, you probably have a few things that you want to get done around here that aren't like a bit another big job. Um, uh, dropping those bricks off, for instance. Um, but yeah, I'm keeping that one. That one. You already said we, we closed it back up. It looks like everything's fine. Brickby. The Brickby is staying with me. That is their name. Brickby. I mean, you can keep Brickby as long as you don't think Brickby will miss the other bricks. Augustine Brickby. <gasps> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no, to both of those. <laughs> I want to Brick, Brick, Brick. oh. see that drawing now, Catherine. <laughs> give, give, me, give me a fortune roll of your attune if you're trying to tell if Brickby wants to stay with you. Or go with its little bricky friends. Of course I would do that. Now that that's like even in my radar that I would be like depriving Brickby of their buddies. I would want to tune and be like, Brickby, what do you want? So just, am I just rolling a tune? Yeah, you can do risky standard. Okay, I'm really like sitting there with the brick in my hand gazing lovingly at Brickby. I'm not trying to influence Brickby. I'm just, I really want to know, Brickby, what is it you want? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got a good result. I think I think there's some mixed feelings here. You know, Brickby, you feel like Brickby has maybe developed a little bit of an attachment for the crew, but Brickby also seems like a little, a little hesitant. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, it's mi- it's mixed emotions uh, for sure. 
Um, you know, the images of both the, the beluga are like maybe mostly your bag, your your backpack, which is where Brickby's spent the most most of Brickby's time. Um, uh, Brickby also, also got a chance to hang out with the skull. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, wasn't Brickby in like a little baby Bjorn that you made? <laughs> I probably did at some point. Just carry Brickby around on my chest. <laughs> I'll just be like, this is my assistant wreck. This is my comfort wreck. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just feel more secure when it's here. I think that's what you get. <gasps> oh, oh. All right. Quell is feeling very, very sad. But I think Quell would decide that, uh, you know, Quell didn't really get to. Well, no, that's not entirely true. Quell's family was very important to her because she didn't have a standard family. She had, you know, the mother of many and all the other urchins. And she couldn't imagine some well-meaning person taking her away from them. So, you know, as much as she loves Brickby, Brickby, you know, if Brickby is feeling torn, Brickby should be able to go back with their Brickby families. Okay. Brickby gives you an appreciative buzz of their little wings as you uh, carefully insert their brick back into the the crate. I'm not going to make you roll for it. You know the trick by now. Uh, And Brickby would like, see, Poe would even want to give Brickby like a little moment with the lemon plant so they could like (laughs) Brickby enjoy some lemon flower essence, but they know not to put a lemon blossom into the crate <laughs> that we supposedly never opened. Mm-hmm. Where is the lemon tree right now? Is it in like the mess hall or like the, not the mess hall, the galley? This lemon tree has been through some shit. <laughs> I don't know. We've moved it a couple of times. Let's, let's say it's in the galley and Chalice is sitting there uh, reading probably like the fourth or fifth book that Augustine has given them and is just watching you hold the brick up to the tree and is trying to stay quiet assuming that this is some kind of important vaster ritual and I'm like here, here, have a little nip to eat before you go, I don't want you to be hungry and Brickby's like, I am a spirit in a brick (laughs) (laughs) basically basically a little Mason bee spirit. <laughs> and Chalice oh, just God. whispers quietly, should I go? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. You're not bothering them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. And who knows what poor, like, Bermuda purple spirit is doing since we hid the skull under the lemon tree. <laughs> <laughs> Did we actually, like, bury it under the lemon tree, or did we just, like, stick it in the pot? Just, like, rest it there? Well, we covered it with something, because we didn't want anyone to find it. So it's however under the lemon tree we would put it. Yeah, I think you probably would have just, like, dug out, like, a little hole in the soil and stuck it in there, right? Like, okay, you'll be okay here. Um, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) these are gonna be some great lemons guys don't worry (laughs) i I think after a few moments uh chalice quietly stands up and says uh i i I gotta go anyway i've uh i'm picking up a shift at the yard i I talked to allison um 
I figured I could bring a little money in that way. So I'll, I'll just let you, uh, I'll just let you do that. <laughs> oh, but uh, Quell starts to protest because Chellis was shot. Are you sure you're going to be okay? Oh yeah, no, you should be more worried about yourself. And they kind of clap themselves like on the, on the abdomen and they're like, yeah, it's, and they probably like wince like very lightly. And they're like, it's really almost all the way healed up at this point. Oh, well, Quell scoops up the lemon flower. She was trying to feed to Brickby, tucks it behind Chalice's ear and is like, you go take care of yourself out there. You better come back home safe. <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just lifting some old ship parts around. It's not that bad. Not not anything close to plucking you off of a bounty hunter's ship. <laughs> uh, don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have a lot of guns, don't they? Makes me a little nervous. <sighs> then uh, I go return Brickby to their home. Okay. All right. So. Um... What are, what are you folks getting up to first in terms of, of downtime or paying visits? Um, I'd spend one doing side jobs. Okay. Um, so that I can get that extra credit and if there are any rumors, learn about those. Okay. Uh, well, you know, you know where, uh, what the deal with um, Subita is since we all kind of collectively built it before. Uh, where do you think you're picking up side jobs? Are you working at the docks too, along with, or at the the chop too, along with Chalice? I so much secure if you were. I'd or probably worry for Chalice. <laughs> I'd probably go by um, the temple area to see what was going on there, because. See see if there's anything else going on or information flying around. Okay. Let's see. The temple area. Um, somebody of Augustine's stature. I think you could probably get um, work, you know, kind of like being a barker for a street engineer. You know, somebody who's selling their services, uh, fixing up, fixing up mechanisms, making new gadgets, um, not not crew member <laughs> gadgets. Uh, there's only one of those. Um, you didn't tell me you were a construct. <laughs> That's myriad. Did you not? <laughs> That's called projecting right there. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think, you know, you're, you're doing a good job. You're bringing people in. Um, and while you're, you're doing that, I think you hear um, there's probably some folks who uh, Augustine might not necessarily know this, but the the viewers would know it, that they're probably visiting from, oh, what did we call it? Puerto Alambre, uh, to say it Midwesternly. <laughs> um, and yeah, they think they're, they're here, you know, like they're here to buy some, um, some replacement parts, probably. Uh, and they're just kind of gabbing as they're, as they're standing near you and you hear them talking about like, oh yeah, this, this temple, it used to be not, uh, not 20 years ago. It was half the size and twice as, um, twice as lovely. They really, they really did a number on it. It wasn't so long ago that there was actually, um, a keeper of the children of the wire here 
Um, they say that they had some some pupils in the area even, but they've gone missing. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. How would they put this? They probably wouldn't just say they've gone missing. Yeah. Um, they'd say no, nobody's heard from them in a while, and uh, I don't know where they're where they were based out of they apparently really liked their secrecy but it's a shame the old ways are really changing and the person they're talking to says yeah i i would have liked to meet them myself and then they just go about their business okay and you said that the temple 20 years ago was half the size so it's getting bigger right now yeah they've expanded it the people who are kind of turning part to 15 into a you know tourist destination Okay, so it's not that it's been rising out of the sand, it's that it's been built on. Uh, Maybe both, I don't know. Maybe they've been, like, you know, pulling it up to try and get more room on it. But yeah, they've also been expanding it uh, more traditionally. Okay, that's my first one. Mm -hmm. Somebody else can go. Yep, and go ahead and mark your credit. Yep, I got it. Full up. How do the vaults or... stash and vault work real quick uh so the way that those work it's funny we've gotten this far without it like even coming into play at all um so your stash represents uh your savings you know what you kind of put away for once you finally decide to retire from this this demanding life um and uh you put one cred into your stash and it just, you know, it's one-to-one. Um, if you need to spend it for any reason, when you liquidate your assets, you need to spend two stash to get one credit worth back because, you know, it takes, it. you kind of lose out on some, lose, lose out some value having to uh, cash things in that, that quickly. Uh, and once you fill your first stash meter, your uh, lifestyle quality will go up. Uh, this this came up before when Gadget was trying to see if uh, she had the money to buy like a like a a power source, mm-hmm. um, and she didn't have any levels of stash, so she rolled zero dice. Um, if you filled up one bar of the stash, then you would roll one die when you were trying to make fortune rolls based on you know your your cash on hand. Okay. And the vault and the ship? I, th- I think that's pretty much the same thing. Okay, um, oh, wait, no, 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 it's not. It's not. Uh, the vault on the ship is an upgrade that you can get. If you get the upgrade, you can carry more credits on your ship. That's okay. how that works. Cool. So oh, our see. wallets are only so big, and then what happens is the money just falls out? <laughs> No, it doesn't fall out. Like, you only have uh, so much room to, you know, keep liquid assets on you. Um, And then if you need to carry any more, you can put it into your stash, which kind of represents you investing in your future. It gives you better dice rolls when you acquire assets and things like that. And it affects the way we kind of narrate your character's future if, for instance, they take four levels of trauma and they can't, you know, they can't continue the smuggling life anymore. If they have, like, two or three levels of stash, then they've got enough cash to, you know, retire and have a decent lifestyle. If they don't have any stash, then they're they're pretty destitute. Also, am I still shot in the shoulder? Uh, you are until you fill your recovery clock. Where is my recovery clock? 
It's right under your harm it, section. It's the six. Oh, yeah, it's what I have those two bars in right now. Yep. Got it. So, excellent uh, point. Do you want to take a recover action, Quill? Yeah, I'm real tired of being shot in the shoulder. I figure if Chalice is recovering enough from their gut wound that they're like, I'm going to go work at the shop. I can like start to recover from my through and through. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have filter in your bloodstream when you were uh, shot in the shoulder, but uh, Quell hasn't necessarily put that together. <laughs> that is okay. I, yeah, I'm just like, Chalice seems to be pulling their shit together. I guess maybe I should start to be getting my shit together too. Does that mean if I didn't spend points on recovery, I just feel like eternally oozing out of my shoulder. Well, um, you know, we can kind of represent it fictionally. Uh, the harm wouldn't go away on its own unless we did like, you know, like a year passes and then it would be ridiculous for harm not to go away. But, you know, you're, you're being active, you're moving around, you're not, if you're not taking the recover action, then you're not taking the time that you need to heal. Okay, so this is basically like me specifically like working on recovering my function and my flexibility and yeah, and you know being tended to by uh, by a doctor who can you know like check it, make sure it's not getting infected. And by by doctor, I mean anybody who's willing to roll doctor <laughs> for you. Um, and doing PT with brick B, you know, like yeah. <laughs> lifting the bricks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, Got it. So I'm guessing you would like one of your crewmates to help you instead of having to hire a, a street doctor around here at a review. I'm tier. not hiring a doctor. Would you rather <laughs> Dr. Rigby or Dr. Starspindle? Mm-hmm. Ooh, who wants to doctor me up? <laughs> we both only have one, which would be two with the med bay, right? Does the med bay uh, give an extra die or effect? Yeah, the med bay gives you an extra die on your okay. recover rolls. I really do like to think of the two of you consulting on the case. We're just standing <laughs> on either side of your bed talking <laughs> over you. <laughs> uh, just like real doctors. <laughs> We're like, wow, that felt is shot. <laughs> Damn. Very good observation. <laughs> Doctor, I I see your powers of observation are as strong as ever, Doctor. (laughs) Yeah, so what am I doing? Do I just get two ticks? Do I have to roll something? Well, who's rolling it? (laughs) Do you want to, Cleric, or do you want me to? You can. Okay. (laughs) So, Doctor, with the bonus die, four and a one. Okay, so that would ordinarily get you two ticks on the clock. You can spend a credit to increase that, your effect level, to a six, which would give you three ticks on the clock. It still wouldn't fill me Oh, actually, that would fill me up, wouldn't it? Uh, three wouldn't fill you. So if you spent two uh, credits... Oh, then... no, don't spend two credits. My shoulder's not that important. Well, no, you would be spending it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know. No I'm telling myself that. <laughs> then. My shoulder's not that important. Well, so something to remember is that if you don't heal it before you get hit the next time, I think it is, 
it zeroes out. And, and, and yeah, you know, it's it's getting better. It's getting there. Um, but uh, Dr. Rigby, you think that the prescription the patient really needs is more rest. So who's going to take the next downtime action? Um, Myriad is a little bit stressy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noticed. Less stressy <laughs> than before you did that resistance, but still stressy. Yes. Um, what is it we do? Cut cut loose? Is that what cut it's called? Loose. Yep. You pick a fellow um, crewmate, pilot in Beam Saber, which is where we stole this from, um, but crewmate <laughs> here, uh, and you describe an activity that you do to cut loose and, you know, blow off some steam, uh, and then you roll your current connection clock with them worth of dice you reduce your stress by the highest result and then you increase your connection clock with them okay um i think i want to cut loose with i already have three with quell (laughs) um once you fill it a cool thing happens that's Uh, true yeah First of all, what what do I believe about Quell? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> a lot of people seem to think that Quell has a bizarre criminal past. I remember some people like relating that. Someone yes. thought I killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> that Marriott does have that belief about Quell. Oh my god! I knew it was somebody. <laughs> but also that Quell is too trusting. Um, <laughs> That's why I had to kill a man. (laughs) (laughs) I clean up my messes, okay? I trust the wrong people, and then I make sure that I don't make that mistake again. Because you can't trust someone (laughs) if they're not alive anymore. It's true. (laughs) We also have that. Quell Quell has a great sense of style and looks better than anybody we have anybody else we will ever encounter. Um, Yes. Which so far has not been actually oh you could ask quell about the jacket that she's trying to pilfer <laughs> i'm gonna get that jacket if that she, is a personal goal shared that goal with you yet i don't know if myriad actually that. saw zinc garland i mean you probably would have seen her at some point you know at her booth just as you were going and uh giving people food but there's no you might not have taken any notice of her if she wasn't talking to one of your crewmates aside from you know having a very eye-catching jacket (laughs) i'm going for it it's gonna be mine um okay so i'm thinking we're gonna cut loose with quell (laughs) cool fill that what are you doing um see we just ate a whole bunch we just served a whole bunch of food um the cool name goes here does not have baths right now because they have all been turned into refrigerators. They have ice baths. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're probably gonna need gadgets help to turn those back at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turn the HVAC system back into a uh, a furnace. But you know what we could do to prepare them into turning back into baths is clean all of the meat out of them. Wouldn't that be fun, Quell? What the fuck? Are you punishing me? <laughs> <laughs> we, 
frozen meat men. That it's sounds like fun <laughs> too. Let's do that. <laughs> um, I'll be cleaning the tubs, and Quell can make frozen meat men, and we will have a grand old time. Okay. <laughs> no, this is this is this makes sense because this way, you know, we're gathering up any meat scraps, which could be used to make delicious dishes later. Right? We don't want anything going to waste. You learn that as an urchin that wasting things is a really bad idea. Are you like gathering all the fat too? The the congealed fat? Yeah, as long as it's not like just like on the floor, although I mean like I've licked random things, so I mean if the floor isn't that dirty, we can just clarify it. Like you know, it'll be fine. You're gonna need that clarified butter for the lobster races. Oh, no, those lobsters will be so intimidated. Oh, God, is that what they do to the losers? <laughs> we'll oh, find out. no. No. That's worse than than what they do to horses. <laughs> as far as I know, they don't eat the horses. They're not like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Seabiscuit. You only came in second. <laughs> I, I was talking about the glue factory. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is there going to be a lobster named Sandbasket? Sand- I was going to say Sandbiscuit, but it started to come out Sandbasket. <laughs> Sandbasket. <laughs> that's Sand definitely one of the lobsters. I'm not going to say that that's for sure Zinc's lobster yet. Um, Sandbasket. Uh, so, yeah, okay. If, if uh, Quell wants to join you, then you can go ahead and, and make your roll to see how how uh, how good at blowing, this, uh, blowing off steam this is for you. How good at uh, reducing the pressure. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> At one point, Quell hangs chunks of meat in her face that look like you know dangling jolly cheeks, and is like, "Oh, I'm the Duke. I'm Duke Fairventure." <laughs> morning, Fitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> she makes her meat. She makes her meat jelly. God. That would be really disturbing. <laughs> Maria just like continues scrubbing and it's like, okay, this isn't weird at all. This is fine. I thought you were going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maria is having a great time and is chuckling along. <laughs> all right, make um, your roll with your current connection clock. Current connection clock, which is three... Oh, you did have a great time. Look at that. <laughs> nice. You got a you got a straight. Four, five, six. Yeah. Does, that, does that matter? Is that a no, thing? No, we're not playing poker. <laughs> and also, I think only three cards is a straight. But <laughs> still cool. So you get to clear six stress. Ooh, that's sweet. See, the meat gels gets them every time. Every time. Uh, and our, for the first time, we have had a connection clock fill. If the connection clock fills, ask the target crewmate for a truth about one belief you have about them. Reset the clock to one tick as you see them in a new light. You both take one XP, which can go either into your attribute or playbook XP track. Okay, so out of my three beliefs, I get to ask about one of them. Yep, and they, they answer you honestly. Well... I'm asking this while Quell is making meat mm-hmm. people and shaking meat jowls. Quell, uh-huh. why are you so uh-huh. trusting? 
Cole turns around with the meat hanging off her face. <laughs> and like, and at first looks like maybe like she's about to super deny it because Quell doesn't necessarily think of herself as trusting. Like Quell would like to think of herself as really like savvy and good at reading people. And maybe she would be (laughs) if she wasn't like intentionally so trusting. Um, So I think Quell stops for a second, like with her mouth, like she was going to protest and is like, You know, I just like to think that with all the crap in the world, there's some good out there too, you know? Like, I'd like to think that there are some people who want what's better than what we have now. And I don't mean money or power. I just mean... She kind of like shrugs in a way that doesn't just mean the meat jowls or the cool mangoes here or even Subita, but just kind of the state of the world and like all the conflicts and the wheelings and dealings. I just want to feel connected, you know? I want to feel like I can do some good and that maybe somebody is looking out for me too. Otherwise, what do we have? What is there? Meat jowls. <laughs> and she j- jiggles her meat jowls and goes back to scooping up meat. <laughs> uh, okay, so both of you mark one XP, and then Myriad, you drop your connection clock with Quell back to one. Um, okay. And you can think of a, a new belief to start with. So now, does it only take one stress to help quell yep but you only get to pick one uh one result as you see them in a new light or you only get to pick one benefit gotcha soft little nougaty center quell Mm -hmm. just wants a better world and wants to hope that she can be part of it and help other people find it too do we keep all of our existing beliefs or do we clear them out and start from the beginning i mean you can keep them in mind um you don't these like they don't all need to you don't like need to delete them all um but i think for purposes of you know what you would ask about next time i think it probably makes sense to clear your current beliefs with them and kind of start fresh in that way um keeping in mind the truth that you had last time so it's not like your character needs to suddenly not believe all of the old things they believed, but for mechanical purposes, it kind of makes sense to have that fresh start. And Quell, you could, re- I know you're stressed too, you could reciprocate this cut loose if you want. You definitely don't have to if you want to wait on your other downtime no. action a little bit. Let's see, I'm pretty stressed. That might make some sense. Um I also need to go follow up on that stuff that I told the sand crabs I was going to do, but do you think that's more like a actual play, not downtime type thing? Well, uh, I think going there and talking to them about it, that's not an action. Um, it, like when you talk to them and find out what they want, like or what it would take to make that happen, it could potentially be an action, like a clock, but maybe it wouldn't be. Um, 
All right. Well, then I will cut loose with with the wonderful myriad with our meat jowls. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, God. So you will fill your clock, too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So go ahead and roll. Uh, roll your three. Oh, God. There you go. A four, six, and a one. <laughs> the, the cleaning up the meat locker was a great idea, Miriam. <laughs> this is really fun. <laughs> All right. Does that take me six stress down? So now I'm down to one stress. Yep. Go ahead and subtract six stress. Thank God. All right. I was sitting at a high stress level for quite a while. All right. So now I get to ask about a belief I have with Myriad. Yep, one belief you have about Myriad, you get to ask them for a truth about it, and they'll answer you honestly. The funny thing is two of them are like, we've profoundly disproven them since our trip to Arbor <laughs> So it can, it can be like, that can be part of it, right? Because you're just asking for a truth about like, maybe that's shaped your belief, like why not this thing that can totally be a direction you take too i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is gonna be like myriad why are you so so deeply connected with the lore of the purple family i mean i understand they seem like they've got some cool stories but do you think that there's something else, maybe something more there? <laughs> I mean, I just get this deep sense that there's something about you and the purples that is really going to shape the world around us. What do you think? Um, I really like got into the, the, the stories about the purple family because I thought they were fun and interesting and cute. Um, and I always wanted to be special. What if you were special, Myriad? <laughs> well, <laughs> the reason being that the belief specifically is that you are an unknown, unrecognized descendant of Atlantis Purple and the Empress that you have innate connection with the universe and you're going to have a heroic, uh, heroic future. future. <laughs> Thank you. Heroic future. So what if you are special? What if there's something more there, Myriad? I mean, that that has always been like my secret fantasy for myself. But like, I came from Arbalon, you know, where... We all sort of just were one. We were all one and the same. And we took care of each other. And we were all just one. Nobody was more than another. Which is great. I love that. Um, But like, what about adventure? What about cool shit I want to do cool shit and well is like, nodding like yeah like <laughs> like and, and like cool romance and like I don't know 
piracy. <laughs> that just didn't exist on Arbalan. <laughs> so I just, I just thought it was cool. I just got really invested. Quell's taking this all in and is like, yeah, I mean, I can understand how it would be nice to be a part of something, but I think there is something special and unique about you, Myriad. I think there really is. And I mean, Arbalon's pretty out of the way, but it's pretty conveniently out of the way. Sort of place you would stash an infant child who might be a hero of the known universe. I don't exactly know what you mean by that, but okay. <laughs> Quell nods along, her meat jowls flapping. <laughs> Quell is just forming new beliefs all over. <laughs> um, and yeah, go ahead and uh, drop your clock back down to one. Both of you take one XP if you haven't already. Um, and you can think of a new belief. To, to fill in there. And I think, Myriad, as you're talking about, you know, like, wanting to have this legacy of piracy, um, wanting this, this how uh, following the purple so closely kind of, you know, helps fill your heart with adventure. Um, <laughs> I think you hear the door of the um, Cool Gnome Goes Here open, and uh, there's, like, some kind of, like... It's kind of a familiar voice. There's like laughing um, and then walking past the door. Um, Affie ha- is leading somebody by the hand. Like Affie's pretty clearly like they were out celebrating um, after, you know, their successful catering job, like very, very successful first job. So she's she's a little buzzed and she is leading Solomon Purple back to her quarters <gasps> by their hand. <gasps> Your fiancé! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Solomon also has got a good buzz on, but like looks over and sees you, and it's like, it's you guys! Oh, oh, Affy, hold on. It's the, ah, oh, it's on. I'm so happy to see you guys! <laughs> Uh, Quill removes the meat gel. No, the meat gels <laughs> fall from her face as she sits there gate mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Affie is tugging impatiently at Solomon's hand. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll come back to that, but I wanted to see if anybody else wanted to get another downtime action in first. No, we, we need to see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like you know, I think Solomon is just uh, you know happy happy to reconnect with you folks and just says like, um, are you are you gonna be here for long? Uh, Myriad is like covered in meat and is like, I'm just finishing up cleaning this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's your ship parked next door, right? Yeah, yeah, that is definitely. My ship, the Beluga. Okay. You should come over for dinner. Yeah, yeah, I'll come to visit you folks. Just, I just got a little business to... And then Effie <laughs> tugs up the rest of the way off off the, the frame of the door. I wonder if Effie's going to join the family. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that feels true. I don't think Solomon would, uh, would 
necessarily stop to just like regale you with all the tales when like there were <laughs> there were mid booty call. Mid. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like Quell would be like looking in the meat and then looking at Myriad and being like, I mean, I've got this if you want to go after them. Myriad. <laughs> Uh, Myriad's not one to interrupt, um, especially <laughs> not covered in moose buffalo. <laughs> Is Quell right. proposing some kind of medium menage a trois? Okay, all Quell knows is Myriad was the one who accepted the bizarre proposal. So I don't know, like, I don't know if... if Myriad would like to go join or just like have a friendly chat or <laughs> also but Quell wants to help facilitate that for you if you so desire. Affy looked very into whatever was happening there. I don't want to impose. So I'm That's very nice. We're finishing <laughs> up here. Let's let's go back to the beluga and let Solomon said that they? Solomon is they them, yeah. Yeah, Solomon yeah. said that they would come over for a meal, so let's, that is true. let's head back. We'll be clean at that point. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, and then, oh my gosh, and then Captain can meet Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't she also give Zink Garland uh an invitation. Oh, oh, you're gonna have a big dinner. I did. <laughs> oh my gosh, barbecue on the beluga. We'll bring the meat. <laughs> the scraps. <laughs> the gristle. Um, it's shish kebab, stir fry. We can make it work. <laughs> um, all right, so we've had a, a downtime action from everybody, but uh, um, Gadget at this point. I think we probably have time for like one more. Um, I'm curious, uh, Augustine, how much do you think you know about, well, actually, yeah, you know that the Beluga has a workshop because of Gadget's connections with the Children of the Wire, right? Mm -hmm. That's where it came from. Um, that's where like that, that bit of gear came from. So I think you know that Gadget had a Children of the Wire mentor here on Subita. So it probably doesn't take you much of a logic leap to connect that the people were talking about Gadget's old mentor. Would Augustine mention that to Gadget or keep it to, to himself? Um, Augustine would talk with Gadget about it because... Mm -hmm. I don't know how much Augustine would know about, you know, whether Gadget really cared for them or not, or why Gadget left or anything like that. But uh, he'd want to make sure that she had the opportunity to try and help them if needed. Okay. So yeah, I think um, probably when you're you're coming back, like Gadget, you're probably. I imagine Gadget's probably not spending a lot of more time out on the town than is necessary, right? Because you don't oh, want to be recognized. That is correct. So you could probably find Gadget back in back in her workshop where that vine... Well, There's a vine gone, growing! ...has grown to the point where it has actually started to push aside your little covering of the porthole um, to to make some light to shine on the, on the plant growing out of the, the center of the workshop floor. 
Ah, we gotta fix this. Um, and yeah, you can you can kind of let her know. Uh, what is what is your reaction to that? Um, the news that your mentor, your Children of the Wire mentor, is probably either dropped out of the public eye or, or gone missing in some respect. Gadget is that like a oh no, or is it like a ask room anyway? Well, um, it's kind of like a conflicting moment here because you know gadget originally left because she felt like she was unwanted and kind of um a moment of you know it's not a logical feeling but like feel like you have some sort of responsibility towards this mm-hmm. um at, at this particular moment she might not know how to properly respond. I mean that that's that's enormous news. That's heavy news, but um we went so long you know just thinking about ourselves that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this must have been somebody who at least in some way approved of Gadget getting out of here because otherwise they wouldn't have helped you kit out your workshop. And obviously I owe I lot to them like that's how we're able to operate this workshop here. But, you know, we're kind of having conflict. Like, do we put ourselves out there to find them? Are are they in distress? Or do we continue, you know, keeping ourselves on the down low? Um, I'd like to see where this would play out for next session. Sure. Do you have any downtime actions you'd like to take right now? Man, everybody was doing this, like, really epic, like, story building stuff. And my my prepared downtime action was just to get rid of this plant that's growing through my window. <laughs> yes, I love that! <laughs> what? Um, you, are, you are like the Toys in the Attic episode of, um, <laughs> of Cowboy Bebop, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's very special. Well, it's, um, it's ruining the whole vibe of my workshop. It's going to create a dent in my new merged half inspirational mountain poster half inspirational cat poster mm-hmm. like man i i can't have that if it opens up the window there's gonna be sunlight and we can't that's just not gonna happen <laughs> okay so what what downtime action are you taking for this well uh i believe would this be a repair i mean it's it's not really damage to the ship. Like, let me let me look at the beluga right now. Actually, um, I don't think you have any uh, marked damage to the ship. Um, you could just gently move it and repot it. Yeah, if you were if you were just gonna rip the vine out, like I mean, from what you can see, it's a vine. You know, you could do that in five seconds. But if you wanted to like try and learn more about the situation, um, that could be that could be a different thing. Is what I'd say. Uh, I feel like Quell would want me to learn more about it. Well, I just had a thought as the player, which was this came about from you spilling a drop of something, right? Uh, the the plant came from when you and I uh, tried to attune with it. We poured, we poured, we did it on purpose. Mm. Well. I think that is great because that means we still have a chance to try to attune with it. And it can be really interesting because this is clearly a living thing. So it may have its own associated spirit or it may be a rebirth of the spirit that had been turned into the filter. Maybe it's like 
like a worm where if you cut it into parts, now it's all different worms. Mm. Uh, I don't want a spirit of a thing in my workshop. <laughs> I could go in only machines, room. nothing living. <laughs> <laughs> my room. Okay. Hey, yeah. I'm like a hammock. Maybe. <laughs> Just like a pile of rags I sleep in. Uh, all right. If, all right. If you wanted to try and like intentionally cultivate this plant so that it wasn't messing up your workshop, that could be a long-term project if you wanted to do that. I would like to start a new long-term project because my my drone is repaired. So let's go let's go play around something new here today. Um, by the way, I, I realized something about that. I think technically, you first you make the schematic and then you have to craft it. But oh, in this specific instance, since that poor drone was like <laughs> so in a state of disrepair for so long, I'm going to let it ride that you were able to just make it as part of making the blueprints. <laughs> All right. So we got a long term project. How many ticks is this? Um, so, yeah. What, what specifically are you trying to make happen with this plant here? Well, all right. So we know that this has some relation to the filter. We mm -hmm. know that the filters are created from uh, reconstituted spirits. And it, it, it is a sublinodium. I mean, that's basically my thing. I, and we cannot have somebody else know more about this element than me. That's just going to be outside of the realm of possibility here. Mm -hmm. um, so our goal here today... Oh, that's next the question. <laughs> oh no, what are your thoughts, guys? So it's growing from a board in your workshop. Correct. The logical thing to do would be to cut around... <laughs> the plant in the board to get it out of the board and then stick it in a pot to grow it. Uh, I do believe that Myriad's one of the most intelligent people that I know. But we <laughs> are talking true. about cutting an object in my workshop. But mm. this, is, this is basically a tree and I lived with trees. That you come from a land of trees. So gadgets attuned to things, correct? Gadget correct, has yes. construct whisperer. Yeah. Well, maybe part of your long-term learning is how to get the spirits to help you with your Children of the Wire stuff. I don't know. You have a spirit living with you now. That is 100% what Quell has been thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell you what, we can kind of kickstart this uh, since you have Construct Whisperer. If Gadget, you want to take a moment to kind of study the state of the beluga and how it's reacting to this little growth, mm -hmm. um, you could make a study fortune roll. Alrighty. And this time we'll actually study. Yeah, and this isn't your downtime action. This is just you taking a look. Okay, so on a good result, you got a five. Um, I think you can tell, like, as you kind of look at it, you see the way it's growing. You notice the way that, like, the kind of bulges in the floorboard looks like it's rooting. Um, 
you almost get like imagery. It's like the imagery occurs to you the way that it occurs to Quell or, or sometimes Augustine, but mm-hmm. it's more in noticing patterns as opposed to, um, you know, emotions or specific like visions of things. Um, and the pattern that you see here is that is indicating to you that this thing would not like to be cut out. Um, it would be sort of like cutting off, you know, uh, somebody's thumb and stitching it on to like their belly. Uh, like it, I like that better over here. Um, <laughs> uh, but you do get the idea and I may mm-hmm. even give you a bonus on your first roll on this because for your project, because you got a good mm-hmm. result um, that it is open to working with you. You know, you're kind of connecting in a level with the beluga and the beluga has fairly fond feelings for you. It doesn't want to be a bother but it does want to grow. Oh, but it can't go through my window. <laughs> and part of my long-term project, give it an alternate source of light. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You could do one of those really cool things where you like pipe, like you fibic opt- fibic- fiber optic pipe sunlight into the plant area. Yeah. You got talkie tubes. Why not shiny tubes? You you also have the previous lemon floodlights. The lemon that is lamps. true. <laughs> you know, if we ever get raided, if the blue guy ever gets raided, and they're going to find our grow room, uh, <laughs> they're not going to think we're growing tomatoes, you guys. <laughs> because we're not. We're growing a tree and a lemon tree. <laughs> All right, that sounds sufficiently adorable. Oh man, you're basically growing your own peak then. Yep. <laughs> Just throw it at giant red strawberry monsters, it'll be fine. Alright, so with that, and if you have any other questions about that, I might be able to give you little hints from this roll. You, you only got like a, a good, you didn't get a great, so it's not going to give you perfect clarity, but you know, um, depending, I might be able to, to give you more of what you want to know. Um, what direction do you want to take with this long-term project? We got a couple different possibilities here. But I think as far as... I'm just trying to think of the most narratively fun way to do this. Sure. (laughs) All right, long-term project. Best friend forever long-term project with plant. (laughs) So basically, like, make a good... Make your workshop into a good space for this plant to grow that doesn't ruin your workshop? Yes. Okay. Plant husbandry. Yes, yes. <sighs> I think this will just be... Because the plant's pretty small right now. I think this is just a four o'clock. Okay, it's okay. a smaller project to just make some... You know, like if you get to a point where you're like, okay, I want to completely change the layout of the beluga, it'll probably be more than that. But if you're just kind of making some modifications to your workshop to make it more hospitable to both you and the plant, I think this is a four o'clock. Alrighty. And yeah, if you want to make your, your first roll, tell me what action rating you're doing. Oh, it, it cannot grow out my window. We have to create an alternate source of light. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, can't have see into my workshop. Second of all, I don't want to get sunburned. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right, so go ahead and make a rig roll then. And I think you get to mark an extra segment on this as well. All right, just a straight roll. Yeah, yeah, I think in this case it's a straight roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's a five. 
So Ooh. you get to mark two, and then because you have Tinker, you get to mark an extra one. Um, and if you spend a credit, you could bump it up to the next success level and have it fill all the way, but you don't have to do that. Ah, uh, why not? All right, so what small modification do you make to the beluga to provide a more hospitable growing uh, environment for this this little plant buddy? Um, all right, so working off of our lemon light system that we originally had for the highlights of the beluga, we're going to be using the lemon from the lemon trees once again to create some new lighting in the workshop. Um, we're, we're going to have a hydroponic system going on here, guys. We're going to offer some nice, <laughs> clean, filtered water. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> filtered water? Oh, obviously. <laughs> 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 Got to keep the pH correct, you know. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> heated to ha- for happy roots. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want it can't have stagnant water. It's gonna be my new little buddy here. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think uh, yeah, as we we pull back to the sounds of you know um, probably uh, Augustine and and Quell and uh, uh, I don't know if we've heard about Myriad being as culinarily inclined, but perhaps um, <laughs> beginning to get busy in the galley preparing for this uh, this dinner you've apparently decided to host. Um, we just <laughs> have a shot of Gadget standing back, um, you know, proudly at this uh, little lemon light hydroponic system that she has created. Um, and the uh, the vine kind of loops back around away from, you can, you can tell it's like, starting to loop back back away from the porthole um, and kind of settling in comfortably in its in its location. And um, you can see as you kind of analyze the pattern of its growth that the beluga seems to be um, responding well to this new little setup you have for it. We need to protect your workshop at all costs. It's the brain <laughs> of the beluga. <laughs> it's the something of the beluga. It's the something. <laughs> 